Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers! We're here at PAX Unplugged. We're all here in the same room for the second time in a year. Woo! Oh my God. So if you're wondering why our audio quality is probably not quite as good as normal is because we're all in the same room and we're so super, super happy. And I might already have had a few things to drink, but that is okay. Because Last... we are the Dungeon Drunks. That's yes. Right. Last yeah. time on Dungeon Drunks. I'm going to keep this short. Y'all got a boat. You all... <laughs> are currently boarding the Scarred Serpent, a icebreaker that is contracted by the four of you, the Heralds of Greenest, to take you to the Corrin Archipelago, which is a series of islands north of Jonathan's home that currently houses a cult to Baphomet that supposedly has an instrument of the bards. And you have been asked by one of the higher-ups at the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors to take on this job in order for not only these awful cultists to no longer have a powerful magic item, but also because rewards. Guys, I just realized we're basically roadies. Kinda. We're mad. We're, we're fantasy roadies. We got that instrument of the bard. We basically got a band to perform on time. Mm-hmm. We're fantasy roadies. Uh, and fantasy M&Ms are totally a thing. I am your DM, Lauren, also known as Obo Crazy. And I am drinking a drink that Jenga put together for me. Yeah. It is Sprite and Tito's Vodka and it is delicious. And it is possibly the clearest drink I have ever had in my life. There is no color in this oh, thing. Oh, man, that's scary. Yeah, it's super duper scary. So... Jack, a.k.a. Travancore, since I, I called you out, why don't you go next? What are you drinking? And since we're in my home, the city of my birth. Yay! Actually, very exciting to have everyone here in Philadelphia. To a nay of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and today, Travancore's choice is Alamos Malbec, uh, brewed in Mendoza, Argentina. And the, the description on the back is so lovely that if you'll indulge me, I have to read it. The Alamos vineyards of Mendoza, Argentina, lie in the foothills of the Andes Mountains. Alamos wines are born of the intense mountain sunlight and pure snow melt water of the Andes and embody the richness of this rugged, remote region. Cultivated by the Catena family for over 100 years, Mendoza's vineyards are among the highest in the world. Alamos Malbec displays flavors of dark cherry and blackberry with a long and lingering finish. This balanced and full-flavored wine is excellent with grilled meats and vegetables. Alamos wine, you hear that shit? Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty good line That read. was a very great line Something read. Something to think about. That was an amazing so line. So go ahead and pay us all the And it does also, taste pretty good. I like the whole grateful body. You can pay us in dice. But also... <laughs> I'd be down with that. Don't cry for me, heralds of greenness. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is I never zoned you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so does it taste like uh, blackberries and whatever else you talked about that no, sounded delicious? No, smell before you taste it. That'll help you get the... In our paper cups. I love this uh, live radio here. Um, so it's definitely, I can taste both. It's more of a sour flavor, which I love. I love sour tastes. Go for it. And the best about they're recording together, everyone gets to drink together, too. Ooh. Yeah, I oh, mean. I really, like, yeah, that smells really good. That's a grown-up wine right there. 
<laughs> we have a friend who knows wine, and I know nothing about it, but I do like how it smells. You should pour yeah. out the like, can, pour it in there so you can drink wine out of the can. Carlton, have you just spoiled what you're drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, yes. I have Coke from the vending machine downstairs. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with Coke. It is cokey and delicious. It is It is sugary and delicious. I don't think it you should say it's just Coke. Yeah, there's no more Coke and Coke. Look, there's no more Coke and Coke. No. There was. But no. you could, Frank Reynolds it. I'll finish my coke. You can pour your wine in there, and then you can have can wine. Da, na, 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 we are na, in Philadelphia, na, ba, da, and although it is na, night, na, it is still sunny. It's true. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Did I ever tell you that my eighth grade teacher used to dip snuff out of an empty Dr. Pepper can while he was teaching class? Ugh. No, just now. Do I need to cut that from this episode? No, because I'm pretty sure he's retired by now, and all the parents knew and apparently did nothing, so. What else? Public schools! He was a great man. Well, Bernie, <laughs> besides joyful memories of your childhood, what are you drinking? <laughs> no, I'm not going to name names because, like, honestly, at this point, he was a really good math teacher. He didn't put, put up with people bullying other people, so mm. you, you, you trade off. I uh, I don't often mix drinks. I am able to tonight because of our, our wonderful, wonderful co-player teammate. Jonathan, Jonathan the Magic Muscular, who bought a lot of booze for all of us. Uh, <laughs> golf clap for Jonathan. Golf clap for Jonathan. I think he bought a lot of booze for himself and we just helped ourselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Thank you for that. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's the yeah. same thing. Jonathan's a great friend. But Jonathan, if you guys have not noticed, usually comes up with the best names for the drinks he makes. And I'm always sitting there like, I got some stuff in here. And Jonathan's like, I have an up yours Putin. I have a Cuba Libra. And I'm like, I Cuba have... Missile have crisis. Yeah, I, or Cuba, Cuba Mission Prices. And I was like, I have... Sprite and vodka. Like, it's never good. But tonight, I am following in his footsteps in more ways than one. I am A, drinking Fireball. <gasps> I am drinking it inside some Coca-Cola. <gasps> so I am drinking a Bottle Rocket. Nice. <laughs> amazing. This is Michael. I, I, I peeped. I'm going to have to go back to beer because I'm never going to talk that. <laughs> but no, I'm here we here. go. We get together once, maybe twice a year to play in, in, in person. So now you just need to be able to come up with a unique name for a yeah. drink when twice we play in person. Once to twice a year. Once to twice a year. Um, It's probably also because uh, our other other wonderful cast member. Our other wonderful. <laughs> we have a lot of Johns. We you do. have a lot of Jays. <laughs> Basically, when I tag you all in, in Twitter or anything, I just go, J, pick a J. J, pick a J. J, pick a J. J, pick a J. <laughs> We've been playing together for a lot of years now. And I realize how lucky I am to play all those people who know me and love me so well. Because um, today, after working a very, very long day... He said life showed up with a present for me, and it is it is beautiful, and it is going to bless us. And I just called it a Queen Bay Jesus candle. That's okay. probably a better way because it's a we saint don't candle. Yeah. It's, it's 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 a, it's a saint candle, and you probably have probably seen them. But this one has Beyonce on it, so I literally now have the first thing. I think they're technically called the prayer candles. Prayer candle. It's a prayer candle. Um, you've probably seen many different celebrities' names on them to bless you, but I have one with Beyonce on it now. Queen it's Bay is all over our Instagram. It's not lit because clearly safety yeah, reasons, but right. Queen Bay is going to be when it gets back home with me, it'll be lit every time we play, and Queen Bay will literally be blessing our prayer our our, our, our play. I'm not a prayer. Yeah. DM question. Can background. this function as a candle of invocation? 
Can it? Because yeah. that would be great. Yeah. Can this function as a question? Uh, in real life, sure. Jules, you want to? You... Yeah. Do we have? No, like in, in the game, when she lights it in real life, can it act as her candle of invocation that she doesn't have yet? Sure. Awesome. That's a yeah. very powerful magic item. I guess. Yeah, good luck in I... casting that spell. If this shows up on Instagram, I guess I'll find out real quick whether my brother and sister listen to this podcast or not. <laughs> 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 Your and sister are going to be like, what is that and... fucking Protestant oh. doing talking about? Coke in the nose is not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be their issue. <laughs> She'll be like, that, Prote- that Protestant girl you probably would needs to learn a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, last but not least. Jonathan, a.k.a. Jonathan. <laughs> what are you drinking? Because I was super clever when naming this character. Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I have several drinks. Uh, first off, <laughs> <laughs> he has a pantheon. You need to point out that in real life, Jonathan has really big muscles. <laughs> so it is apt. There yeah. are quite a few crossover elements. All right, so we're going to start with drink number one. It is from Eight Oaks Crafts Distillers. These were actually in the uh, the Reading Terminal Market, and I got their aged rum and their port rye. The aged rum is gone. Where has all the rum gone? It's gone in my tummy. And it's really good. I have. I have some in the flask that uh, that um, uh, Goober got us. So thank you, Goober. There thank you, Goober. Thank you, Goober. I almost brought it, but it was one of those. Like, I, I also I have some in a uh, in a uh, oh, hotel nice. coffee mug. That's like it's, it's mixed with coke, and it's a really cheap delivery. Oh. But before we get uh, before we start actually playing, we have. Not a shot of Fireball, but an entire, well, a mostly gone bottle of Fireball. We have a lot of Fireball. And this, tonight's chug of Fireball should chug. be chugged at the oh, first sh- casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof. I'm not chugging all this. It's yeah. still, uh, there's still say. a significant amount left. Uh, it's dedicated to all of our patrons, because without your support, we could not be here in this room at the same time. So yeah. thank, you thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. And, uh, and this... Chug a fireball is for you. Yay! Hopefully, yeah. I don't die. Tomorrow's hangover is brought to you by. I should probably drink some We're water. We're over too. It would be yes. an excellent yes. idea yes. for Let's all of water. us to have. We're over thirty, ladies and gentlemen. And when you drink like you're twenty-five, when you're over thirty, uh-uh. bad things happen. <laughs> Let, let's face it. When you drink like you're twenty-five, when you're twenty-five, bad things it's also bad. happen. Yeah. You just recover a little quicker. Really That's good. all. Hey, drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And and distinguished Don't adventurers. Don't suffer the consequences. So, especially those who are going to church tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Jesus is going to be able to smell you from a mile away. Jesus will understand. He always knows I'm coming. It's fine. <laughs> He'll take the wheel. That, I don't know how to respond to all of that was so perfect. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, moving right along. Heralds of Greenest, you're on a boat. You have currently boarded the Scarred Serpent. It is a gorgeous, if not freezing day in Waterdeep as you slowly pull out of port as Captain Valeria Ty Turner Langley is expertly calling out to her crew as they leave the port, wind their way through the, the waters that are still fairly free of ice before plowing forward through some of the, the chunks. I mean, it is ocean. And it is close enough to the shore that she's not having to dig through quite a bit of ice. But it's still good to know that she's got a big metal chunk on the front of her hull that is going to keep you afloat. You all know that this is a trip that she says, unless things go horribly wrong, it's going to take about two and a half days. So we know Jonathan has been on boats before. 
I don't know about the rest of you. So while the rest of you think about that... I'll have to be very long. Well, because <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how you made it over from uh, Perkanum. I'll let you decide that. We'll let okay. you all decide. So let's start with Jonathan, who obviously has a lot of shipping experience. How are your sea legs? Uh, I feel like they are okay just because he's been on a boat a bunch. He doesn't know the techniques of sailing like his parents do. His parents are definitely the sailors, and he's chosen a different path. But I feel like he would be okay-ish. Okay. He would be comfortable on the sea if not, like, he, he if, if someone, if a captain started shouting out orders... He would be like my understanding of Spanglish, he would, or English, or Spanish, one of those. <laughs> um, he would understand about half of it, and could probably do okay. Okay. So yeah, so Jonathan is um, steadfast, and no one is expecting you. You are a passenger on the ship, so no one expects you to take any of the, the jobs that are currently going on, but you you definitely seem to know where to stand to stay out of everybody's way. Um, as you're all kind of standing on the, the deck of this ship as it pulls away, Carlton, how about you? Have you ever been on a boat? Uh, no. So they're oh. shouting orders, and I'm standing there looking like a lost tourist. And as we're in the water, let's see... What are you all rolling? Right. Uh, a constitution statement to see if I hold my stomach. Get, what did you roll? Uh, that'll be a... I have to, have to do real math. Shit. Uh, <laughs> 25. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. I'm fine, I think. You, it, it takes a second or two, just like as the boat pulls out, as you kind of get used to it. It's a weird feeling, but no, you feel I heard okay. a trick to stare at the horizon. And even then, like you're, you're like hardcore staring at the horizon and then you get distracted with all the yelling going on. And before you know it, the boat is in full sail out to the ocean and yeah, you're doing fine. And then, so I'm going to go to the front of the boat, which is called the, hey Jonathan, what's the front of the boat? Uh, that is the uh, that is the stern stern. I believe it, uh, is that the aft, the front of so the boat. No, that... left, starboard's right. Uh, there's the bow and the stern. I think the bow. Four bow. 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 Yeah. So I'm gonna go to the bow, front of the boat. John, I'm going front of the boat, and then I'm gonna stand there with my arms like this, outstretched wide. Let the sun and the salt spray hit me, and I'm gonna be like, oh, it's fucking cold. I'm go you are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can do that for a good like second or two. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't, Carlton. I wouldn't have had that. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, cool. oh yeah. let's go. Turns around. There's already ice. Don't worry. I got Icicle you. beard. I got yes. you, fam. Fire, fireball. Oh. Rolled a hit. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's had some drops. Yes, I, I, there, there, I, I, I know enough of the ship to uh, that the crew has has helped them has let me help myself to their grog, and so yeah, that's not good. That is going to be a where's my modifier. 13. All right, well, my AC is 17 because my shield is not donned. Uh, so it goes wide. It goes super wide. You turn around, your arms outstretched, Carl. Jonathan, Jonathan, it might be easier if you do a burning hands because it's a wider range. It would be easier I, I didn't prep that spell, and I'm not going to cast that on that ship, Carlton. And very quickly behind you, you hear Captain Valeria Ty Turner Langley, who says, Um, yes, we know which direction we're going for. Thank you, John. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I was trying to, you know what, um, I, I, You look sorry, at her, Captain. and it's very obvious she is saying this for the benefit of the rest of the crew, and she's staring daggers at you. I, I, I feel shame as a bonus action. As, as that happens, Travancore, have you ever been on a boat before? It's how I got to Faerun. I was on a boat for a while, actually, close to a month. It is a, not a short journey. So, 
And how was that journey? Did you gain sea legs, or was it It took a while, because Stratocore didn't really do a whole lot of sailing before that. He's a forest guy. Even in Brooklyn, he was a forest guy. So he didn't really care for the sea that much, but he knew he had to do it. So the first couple of weeks, the first ten days were rough, but then he got help from, from some of the members of the crew, and he was able to learn how to sort of get used to it. So now, he's not still not super comfortable on boats, but he's gotten enough that he can be fine. And one of the things he found that helped distract him was drawing. So he would just look out into the sea and look at something and just try and sketch it out real quick. I don't think he's actually a very good artist, but he enjoys doing it. So he drew a lot of water. He, well, <laughs> he's really good at waves. Water, waves, stuff on the boat, just anything that... that Oh, I suddenly picture, I don't know the style of Japanese art that it is. Yeah, the woodblock prints. The, yeah, that are the gorgeous sea vis- visages with like the really detailed waves. Like I kind of yeah. picture that being what Travancore is drawing. Whether or not he or anyone else thinks it's good art, like I, that's what I picture him doing. Yeah. So you kind of find a corner, or not corner, you find a, a side that nobody is running around yelling at. You pull out uh, a sketchbook, and before you get a chance to draw... At all, I'd love for Shadow to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh Here no! Because I, I didn't. He's not a. Because Shadow's he's never a, been on a boat before. He's yeah. a fire bear, not, not a water bear. bear. <laughs> well, luckily, Shadow gets advantage on all saving throws. He does. He's, he's looking right at you, and, get one and then he vomits on you. Well, let's see. Let's, let's see. let's make a green check. On okay, roll again. The high roll is seventeen. Okay, there's a moment or two as the like he happily gets onto the boat. He doesn't seem to really understand what the boat is. I think you think maybe um, in hindsight he might think it is a another building. And then it starts to move and you actually hear his claws dig into the ship just oh, a little no. bit. He's just like he's he's not used to the sensation. Yeah. And he watches Carlton stare off in the distance and he watches you start to draw and he watches Jonathan seem, you know, pretty pretty fine. And there's a moment or two in where he sways and he's Oh no. But he seems to be okay. It takes okay. it takes him a long moment and, and you find that he actually he sidles up to you a little bit closer, but he's not getting sick and he's not upset. It's just it's weird and it's gonna take him a little bit, but yeah. he's okay. You you did way better than I did my first day on the boat, buddy. And then he sits next to you. Bernie. Bernie is a rock gnome. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean she hasn't been on a boat though. Bernie actually I think that she comes from a group of rock gnomes that take after halflings in their general distrust of boats. Okay. It might not be that she doesn't have sea legs, she just doesn't think they're a good idea. Um, and so as she watches Shadow dig his claws into the boat, she goes, Shadow, let's not put more holes in the boat than it already has. As you say that, I'd love for you to roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, so rude. Ice, should I use <laughs> dice for me? One that's not going to roll too low, I would Let's say. Let's use our big die. Mm. can't really read these. The couple uh, of nice. 13. All right. You say, Shadow, let's not... Shadow, let's not... Don't the peppermint. You, you don't actually finish the sentence. You, you don't get sick, but there's that moment where you're like... You intellectually know what's going on. You know what boats are. You, you've never been on one. Maybe you don't tr- trust it, but you you know, like, in general. And Jonathan seems to trust this boat. So you're not really worried about that, but it's it's a sensation you've never felt before. And while you do not get sick, don't finish that sentence. It's like you have to spend a good 30 minutes staring at the horizon 
and taking deep breaths and sucking on that peppermint that you got earlier. And after she does, she uh, she's going to spend a lot of her time checking things. What's she's, things in specific? Like, she's going to walk around the boat and just look for, make sure everything is okay. Like, is that a hole? Is that a hole? <laughs> she's like, is this unbalanced? She's just going to, like, spend a lot of her time, like, just kind of, like, look like she's interested in how a boat works. But really, she's interested in, could that cause us to sink? Could that cause us to sink? <laughs> Roll a uh, charisma check. Just add your charisma. 16. Excellent. So you're, is this like a, a distraction coping mechanism? This is like a distraction coping mechanism made of the fact that like, imagine being scared of flying, but you fly a lot kind of mm. thing where you're like, hmm, we banked a little too quickly to the left. Or, hmm, why does the engine sound like that? Or, <laughs> so Bernie just spends a lot of time kind of like, she's trying to make it look like she's legitimately interested in how the boat works, but mostly she's like, kind of like if she's asking people questions about what they're doing, she's like, so what what happens? What, what happens when it goes wrong? Do we, do we sink? Do we die? So how you end up talking to um, someone who eventually, he calls himself the boar, as in the animal. And as you're coming up... This is when Carlton is uh, at the front of the boat for a moment before the firebolt goes off. And um, as you're walking kind of in that direction, noticing things, there is a dwarf who seems to be just, you know he must be doing something important, but it's almost like idly grabbing some rope, tying it around uh, a piece of, of wood on the side, just kind of getting it out of the way. And, and you're doing this impromptu inspection, and he introduces himself and says, Sir... You've never been on the boat before. I understand their necessity for other people. But you've never been on one. They are not always necessary for me. Would you like a tour? And he holds out his elbow. She's going to take him by the elbow and, and, and go on to it. Yes, um, that would be lovely. If you could point out all the things that might cause us to sink. And, and <laughs> explain what you're doing to mitigate the incoming disaster. That would be an excellent tour. I can do all of that, and I'll do you one better. I'll show you why we're not going to sink. And he proceeds to take you on about a 30-minute tour of the, the top side of the boat. Jonathan, you recognize that he is pointing out kind of the basics of everything. It's, it's a lot of stuff you instinctually know, even not being trained in this, but just living in this world. Right. Of like, oh, this is why we're doing this with the sails. And, oh, this is why this is over here. And this is why this is over there. And see that guy over there? That's he's doing this. And, you know, the captain's going to stay up there. And we've got this big thing of metal on the front. And it's going to be great. And, you know, we've been able to sail for three days with a giant hole in the side of the ship because we've got a carpenter who's right here who's ready to take care of that kind of thing. So he is... And it doesn't matter how pointed your question or how worrisome your question. He seems to take it with the grace of a sure, I'll answer that. Why not? I do. I um. You mentioned the sails, and it is winter, and I do have a teeny tiny question about this. So, um, can they freeze to the point of shattering? Yes, but if it's made it that far, then we haven't been moving for so long that we've got other problems. One time, one time, I heard about this crew in the winter that was trying to find a passage through what turned out to be an entire continent. And um, they also <laughs> decided to completely ignore the locals who were telling them to get 
the heck out of there before winter, but you know, white people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up not only many of them dying, but they had to eat each other. Have you ever gotten stuck in the ice for so long that you had to eat each other? No, because we listen to the locals. We are the locals. That's very good. Hey, uh, very good. Out, of, out of character, Jack, can we get a white people? <laughs> <laughs> There's a really lovely exhibit about the Franklin Expedition. Here. There's a whole show called, the, what was it, The Terror or something like that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like kind of a corny name for a horror show. But I'm like, oh, that was the name of the boat. Yep. Like the real name of the boat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Reality is sad sometimes. But no, so uh, this this dwarven gentleman, the boar, um, who eventually by the end of this 30-minute tour admits that his real name is Pratt Fark. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun with his name. <laughs> You're too busy avoiding fireballs to the face. And and Bernie says, you know, Mr. Boar, this was a really lovely tour. And if you excuse me, I'm going to um, breathe in and out and in and out for the next two and a half hours. You're also going to roll a constitution saving throw for your dog. Oh, no, Kogosu. Where's my big dice? Big dice, Steve. Hey, I have, I already... No. Oh, was that one of mine? I touched it. I'm so sorry. That is not how this works. I'm sorry. What did you get? Well, what did Shadow or what did Coco Snoo get? So Coco Snoo, I always pull his character sheet up online. I've never printed it off, but I'm 98 percent sure that it's a failure because Coco Snoo got four on die. A four. Con, probably only a plus one. Yeah, probably a at, five at best. But have you guys ever cleaned up dog vomit? Because I have. Oh, no. It's not fun. I would like for you to roll for Coco Suit. I'm going to pull up the Mastiff. Wait, am I rolling again? You are rolling again. I would like you to roll an intelligence saving throw for your dog. I finally eat potato and come back up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> potato no Who have two potatoes? Steal not me, but potato I have bad po- boy. But I have potato not good boy. twice. Okay. Potato, why so, you betray? So yeah, he's got <laughs> constitution, so that was a five. But uh, he's got a negative four to his intelligence. That's a thirteen. Excellent. I graduate from uh, university of old country. He is smart. It is not the credit. <laughs> so the two of you have this mutual moment of the boat is moving and this is not good. You dismount to start to go on the tour with the boar. Your dog is smart enough to know shit's about to get real. And by the time you have finished the tour, you find Coco Snoot pause on the side of the boat as he is getting rid of breakfast over the side of the boat. He is smart enough to do it over the side of the boat and not just onto Um, the... Can Jonathan the Metromuscular notice this happening? Yeah, I don't think it's... He wants to go and just, like, as this is happening, pet Coco Snoot's head. Be like, oh, buddy, it's okay. No, that's fine. Just let it go. Mm. Let it go. Mm. Just do the standard Mm. drunk friend. You know, it's fine, Mm. buddy. Oh, no. No. And Bucks is on his head, also scritching. It it does seem to help. He... You know, he, he gets out what he's got, and then he's just, he's doing the thing where he's grabbing the side of the boat, and he's just holding on, and uh, yeah, you come oh. around, and you see, you see your dog is not having a good time. Uh, can dogs have peppermint without dying? 
In the fantasy world of D&D, yes. Okay, so I'm not endorsing giving your dogs any food that your no. dog says no to. Unless your dog is a fantasy dog in the world of Room, please do not feed your dog pepper. But I'm going to say We're yes. We're going to get a lot of angry letters from gnomes and dwarves who live in Room and be like, well, you said. I will happily said, take those letters. Please send um, them along. But yeah, yeah. again, folks, like, don't give your dogs anything your vet says mm-hmm. not to. But in the um, fantasy in world the of fantasy D&D. World, I will uh, say you actually did this research when you picked up the peppermint to begin with that all of your animal companions and your two-legged companions are okay with peppermint. And don't add And your two-legged animal companions, Carlton gestures to himself. Carlton, Car- Brittany gives Carlton a peppermint for good behavior. Uh, <laughs> and, um, Morning, can I get some time off for that good behavior? And uh, <laughs> Brittany gives uh, Coco a peppermint and she's like, I know, I have two days. Two days for it's two days. Coco's news. Two days, and then and then we're gonna kill things. Doesn't seem to care too much about the killing things, but the peppermint does seem to help a little bit. Okay. Ooh. Fortunately, for well, it's a distraction technique mostly. It doesn't. It doesn't actually. You can tell he's still like, oh god, this is not good. But he is now. Ooh, peppermint. Despite the fact that there's some recent research that says our old research on the placebo effect is actually incredibly inaccurate and might not actually be a thing, we're gonna call it placebo. It's, and in this case, it really isn't even placebo effect. It literally is gets too distracted by the novel taste of peppermint oh. to be worried about his stomach. So he's still feeling quizzy, but he's no longer actively hurting. Uh, Jonathan, you seem to realize at that very moment, huh, Bucks hasn't seemed to have an issue. Well, maybe it's because you haven't had an issue. And you get this mental image in your head of uh, him not having an issue because you haven't had an issue. Um, I would like to imagine that Bucks while scritching the head of his friend, the Baron Von Kokos. He's like, oh, I, I, oh, that is quite... I did not realize that such thing could... Oh, oh dear. Oh, that is a lot. Oh, oh, that is... Uh, that's is that your body weight? Uh, Bernie, Bernie <laughs> gives uh, Kokos new... Or not Kokos but Bernie reaches up and she kind of pats Buck. <laughs> and for our listeners at home... <laughs> Jonathan is getting a lovely hat, hat head hat. Yeah. Your hair is so nice. Uh, this is uh, this is a really good look for me, and it's so easy to take care I of. Know, it's, it's got Todd just recently throat. shaved his head, and he's been so happy. Uh, yeah, so. it threw me off when I saw him. I'm like, I've seen you with hair. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Bucks. Um, I would give you a peppermint, but I don't. You might choke and die. No, it's okay, buddy. I I am. I because because uh, Jonathan the the, the the magic muscular is okay then I I seem to be fine and but no one hears this so yeah, you know, Bernie <laughs> what you see as as you are petting your dog and and uh, you say this to Cocos and Cocos Nude has been like gently rubbing your dog's back while he's doing the scratches thing and he kind of stops for a moment and looks at you and just blinks at you in that weird way that owls do and then nods and then goes back to scratching. <laughs> all all this came out in a moment yeah pretty much. <laughs> Nonverbal communication. And yep. it's really good we have the peppermints. Do you ever smell a dog's breath after they vomit? Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> Poor Ricky. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> As you guys get what looks like a, a couple of miles outside of port, a good hour or two along your journey, uh, those of you who've had a few issues, it's set a little bit. Even Coco Snoot is starting to feel a little better, but uh, Bernie, you get the sense that probably being on Coco Snoot at this moment is probably not a good idea. Oh, no, Bernie's not on Coco Snoot. Bernie yeah. even took the saddle off to like relieve pressure on Coco Snoot's stuff. And that does seem to help a little bit. And you kind of. Actually, what I'm going to say is, so you take off the saddle, and you're all taking care of Coco Snoot, and Valeria comes up to you and says, well, it seems 
like we're on our way. And so far, everything seems to be okay. Uh, it seems like the boar has taken a shine to you. So I'm going to have him uh, show you to your quarters and you can stash that in an appropriate spot. And she points to the saddle. Uh, and the boar comes on over and he says, all right, come on down. And he's going to lead you down below to uh, where your quarters are. Why do they call you the boar? Ah, because we were ducked one day and I went out hunting with a bunch of my friends and I got gored. Do you have Does he he go like lift up his shirt and show, I got gored? He doesn't say where. He just says, I got gored. Bernie looks and goes, are you missing any pieces? Because I might be able to fix that. I'm a pretty high level now. Hmm. Good to know, but for the moment, I'm not missing anything that's important. That's good to know. He leads you down below, and the, the bottom of the ship is fairly utilitarian. Uh, Jonathan, you would know from your knowledge, this is mostly a freight vessel. The few places that they can take crew or actual passengers are few and far between. So there's basically two rooms. They're very, very small, and they are fairly simple. It is the Jonathan, you would know that this ship is uh, mostly a freight vessel. And so you're not surprised when the boar brings you down below and the quarters for guests are rather spartan. It's basically, he offers you two tiny little rooms that have uh, each have two beds in them. Barely big enough for any of you. But big enough for Bernie! Yes, but you also have a dog with an upset stomach. And Travancore has a bear. And so... It's a bit of a tight quarters, but it is it is clean. It is just simplistic. And he says, if you need anything, you let me know. We eat together in the galley, and food is pretty simple, but we keep it keep it good, and we keep it uh, fresh, and we have plenty of oranges. Bernie burps a little and goes, Simple's really good right now. <laughs> is there anything the four of you would like to do today as the day is mostly going to go without issue. Yes, Jonathan. I've raised my hand for the for the radio listeners. That is our only audience. Jonathan the Magimuscular at some point would like to, um, when he gets a moment, put his fists together uh, and cast Sending. To who? To Dorvi. Okay. Casting Booty Call. We established that that's... Well, we made you all... To think, be continued. We, we, we made you all think that what was happening, but anyway... So, for, for this casting of Sending, I'm unscrewing this bottle of uh, Fireball, which is a... Oh, how much is this? What's the milliliters? Uh, it looks like a Might I suggest maybe you only have a sip of it I may be a year sober, but I still know a 750 ml bottle. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was good. Right, um, what would you like to send to Dorveen? I would like to send... Hey, Dorveen, we just left Waterdeep. We are on the... We are on the Scarred Serpent sure. on our way to a mission out in the Corin uh, Peninsula. And we uh, will hopefully be back and safe. Just wanted to let you know that we are not in Waterdeep at the moment. Mm. You hear it in your mind. Archipelago! Uh, Corin Archipelago. <laughs> I have had... Uh, Jonathan... You're getting some radio interference here. Jonathan the Magimuscular has had some grog. <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular out. Halfway through that, it cuts off. Yeah, it's like that. She, she's um, the drunk sending. Like, that's what she hears. The last word she hears is... <laughs> and she's like, I didn't know you could... Okay. Sending, okay. sending, sending when, sends the whole thing because it thinks it's one word. When, when, <laughs> when, fucking, 
fucking John just said she's used to this because of the like drunken sendings, and I nearly spit take all over my <laughs> dice and my microphone and my fucking laptop. To say nothing continue. of your friend who's in your line of spit take. Exactly. I, I said Irreplaceable. that. I said that in order. <laughs> the, the truth is funny. All right, there is a brief moment as you send this, and then you do hear Doravine back in your head, and she says, "I hate the water." Don't throw up. Bye. <laughs> Damn, Dorothy. Jeez. She's like, <laughs> she's, she's having fun with you. But yeah, that is all she sends back. So yeah, you send that. Is I, there anything else that you would like to do or anyone else would like to do throughout the day? Is it, it ends up being the cold, gorgeous day that you used to, you just happen to be on the water. I have a very important line of business to do. Beer check. First one I'm doing in favor in a while. I need a person. Well, we were doing an investigation. Give me your investigation check. Detective Travancore investigates. Ooh, 21. Ooh. Nice. So your beard is. You weirdly. pull out your, you happen to be up on the deck because it's got the bright sun coming down. You pull out your tiny little mirror to do your beard check. You hear a, a voice behind you, a, another elf, actually. Seems to be a, a full elf comes up and says, beard, huh? Magic. Nope, that's just my human ancestry. Mm. Human ancestry. Just, this is just how my face looks. Resting beard face. Resting yeah. beard. RBI. Resting RBI. Beard face. RBI. Or RBF, sorry. He gives you a discerning glance and he says, What's better than? Looking pretty good. I wouldn't have known. Thanks. Travancore. Weeping. Weeping. Well, you wouldn't know about that. Vera Weeping Zane. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Vera Weeping Zane. Mmm. I'll have to keep an eye on that beard and see if I can grow one for myself. Don't have any human ancestry, but eh, couldn't hurt to try. Maybe if I think really hard at night. Tell her if she scrunches her face up and tries to squeeze hair out of it, it'll work. <laughs> Travancore, you... It's really you, out of character for Travancore. <laughs> you also can tell she's she's playing with you a little bit. And yeah, that she's not going to fall for that. Maybe your dwarven friend might. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is Scarves for Caleb. It's a charity named after Liam O'Brien's character on Critical Role. They make and donate cold weather necessities for those who need help staying warm, especially during the winter months. You can find out more on Twitter at Scarves for Caleb. Now, they asked for this ad that I read a little poem for everyone to enjoy. This poem is called Thoughts in a Garden by Andrew Marville, and is dedicated to Seekin. What wondrous life this is I lead! Ripe apples drop above my head, the luscious clusters of the vine upon my mouth do crush their wine. The nectarine and curious peach into my hands themselves do reach, stumbling on melons as I pass, and snared with flowers, I fall on the grass. Meanwhile, The mind from pleasure less withdraws into its happiness. The mind, that ocean where each kind does straight its own resemblance find, yet it creates transcending these far other worlds and other seas, annihilating all that's made to a green thought in a green shade. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. 
I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on January 20th, 2019 at 8 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. H-A-T-S-J-O-H-N-M-Y-A-L-H-I-N-S. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Is there anything else anybody else would like to do? We've got a beard check. We've got a Dorveen check. I feel like Bernie's a little too nauseous to be a real evil devil on Travancore's shoulder. <laughs> you're thinking all these things, but when you go to say them or you go to think about doing anything about them, you're like... I think we've established in canon that Bernie is Travancore's conscience. Yeah. And on both devil. sides, though. That's the thing. It's a Bernie. It's, it's she's your conscience both ways. Yeah. Right. I feel like Bernie, like, opens her mouth to be, like, she opens her mouth to say, you know, I watch him every morning, and he goes, <laughs> and the beard grows longer, and instead she just burps. Uh, what was that face again? Uh, no. <laughs> I need to describe it for the audio listeners. Do not take pictures. I will not take pictures, but I will audio describe his face. All right, so both eyes are closed, and then they're squeezing. The mouth is kind of at a 45-degree angle with the lips pursed. The nose is squiggled to the one side. You've almost got duck face going on, except disgusted duck it's face. It's a word picture. Okay, so have you ever been really constipated? Yeah. Sadly, we all trying have. to squeeze that fucker out. That's Ooh. the face that we're thinking of. So whatever mm. face you make, listeners at home, when you are pooping real hard, that's the face I make. All right. I don't want to go on a rant here. Oh, here we <laughs> go. Philadelphia Convention Center. You need to get your toilet oh, stall under toilet stall game in order. Yeah. I found a toilet paper container. The entire thing off the wall and in a different stall. But there was no toilet paper in it. And then, of course, the next stall also didn't have any toilet paper. Just It had the container right there. Just no toilet paper. So I had to go to a different bathroom. And I had to use the fucking handicap bathroom. Or the handicap stall. I don't like doing that. But the I also, Cadillac oh, of the pooping stall. But, but I really had to poop. Yeah. So well, we yeah, want to right. leave it for those who need it. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. You don't want and, to. Well, I can explain that whole exchange in three words. I saw Gritty. <laughs> Some, someone fucking cosplayed as Gritty and it made my day. If you would like to take a look at our Instagram stories, you might see Gritty too. I will say this. I've not had any problem with toilet paper. What I've had a problem with is feeling like a ghost every time I try to go, go to wash my hands and I put my hands under the sink and it's like, we're not going to give you water. You're not oh, really there. No. And then you go to put your hand Half under the soap work. and it's like, and it's not that it doesn't work because eventually it does. It just doesn't recognize so, me. Yeah, whether it's, it's it just doesn't come out. Or it's water or hand dryers. Oh, you had that one moment of existential doubt. We wondered, do I have a soul? Exactly. Oh, okay. I just like to tell you how many different women I've brought toilet paper to because they. I heard them go in the stall, shut the door, and go pull. You know, you there. It's just, it, then a couple of seconds later, 
oh no. Yeah, and it's, like, it's well, too late. And I'm like, do you need some toilet paper? Come on, Diego. Philly convention show. You got the flower show coming up. You don't want to move into the greater one in, in Oaks, do you? The you don't funny, want to move to the suburbs. That's that's the worst case scenario. The funny thing about all this is this episode probably isn't going to come out until like January. And then <laughs> it'll be too late. It'll be way the too flower late. show is ruined. Okay. <laughs> Philadelphia Flower Show. Back to the boat. Back to the boat. So we got. No, it's all right. Hey, listen. If I didn't love these moments, I I wouldn't let them go on like they do. I wish they could go on all night, but we have a game. Carlton, what are you doing during the day? During the day. Yeah, like you've you've gotten your sea legs. Everything seems to be all right. Coco Snoot, for the moment, is not actively throwing up on the deck. There doesn't seem to be anything in specific for you to do. What would you like to be doing? Uh, first, I'm going to explore the ship. I want to kind of... I've never really been on a boat before, so I'm really curious about, like, not only how does it stay afloat, like uh, Bernie was checking out, but, like, seeing the layout of the boat, kind of seeing all the different areas. I know it's more of a freighter ship, but, like, the galley, the kitchens. Uh, and eventually, I want to make my way all the way up to the top and then get, like, the little pin that says I was the captain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, I, I, I flew the boat. You flew, I flew the boat. I flew the boat. So, the Scarred Serpent is a caravel, which is a sailing ship, but it's got a, a large enough hold on the bottom. You do a little bit of exploring, and it doesn't take long to explore the whole ship, because while it is a decent-sized ship, it is not massive. And the vast majority of the undercarriage of this ship is, a, yeah. is several giant holds for cargo. You very quickly find most of those are actually empty, as they didn't take on any cargo in Water- Waterdeep. They took on you. So so it, it kind of makes sense. You go down there and you really just find supplies, rations, fresh water, hardtack, things that you can kind of rationalize why you would have a bunch of it on the boat. Um, it's a three-level ship below decks. That bottom level is all where you would imagine most of the cargo would go. The second level is the galley, most of the crew quarters, uh, where you are all staying, and uh, then the the topmost level is the deck of the ship with the captain's quarters. And you're not allowed in the captain's quarters, but when you try to go on in there, Valeria calls out to you and says, there's not anything you're going to want in there, sweetie. Oh, I, I literally have no idea where I'm going. Eh, it's all right. It's just, that's my home. Okay. And I don't let people in my home without Do you fly the boat from there? Not from there. It's hard to see outside of that. Can you show me where you fly the boat? She's actually on the back of the boat by the wheel. And so as <laughs> She's you, literally flying the boat. She's literally <laughs> flying the boat. And as you say that, she goes, sure, come on over. Cool. You walk on so over. So I walk on up and I'm like, so this big thing with the spokes is how you fly the boat? Yeah, it's a big wheel. Can I? Can I? Can I? Sure. And she lets go and you're going to take it? Yeah. Give me a strength check. Is this going to turn into a Ford and a Vontraga uh, situation for Critical Role? I hope not, because... I like Uh, to be unique. Unskilled strength check? Unskilled strength check. Because you are not skilled. 14. Oh, dear. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. Remember, I have a plus five strength. This is true. It's a big wheel. It is a big wheel. Does it keep on turning? (laughs) And and proud proud Valeria keeps on You're going to feel that in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> among other things <laughs> it, it is very large and you go to take hold of it and you don't expect it to fight back like it does you're actually kind of surprised when it, and you're able to hold it still because you don't actually know where to turn it or what the turning will do it seems to like grab a hold and it takes all your strength to just hold it still and she goes 
I figured it'd have the strength for that. It, uh, turn it to the left a little bit. Like, okay. You know, just a t- just a just a hang hair. a little to the left. You don't have to roll for this. Okay. It's so you uh, and it's uh, it's hard. Yeah. And she is an impressive person for a human. She doesn't look like she's incredibly strong. She's not bulging muscles and everything. She's tall and and confident. But turning this takes a little bit of effort. And the boat just barely, you can kind of feel it shift a tiny bit in the water. And she goes, you like it? I do. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's less fun when there's more weight. I'll have to try that out sometime. Not on my boat. And she takes the... No, no, no. Just saying. Maybe I'll come up here and keep you company when there are lots of waves. Sure. Cool. And as you look out, you can see because it's the back of the boat... Uh, it's got a, a fairly nice view in front of you and to the sides, ah. and you can feel the boat kind of gently rising and lowering with each of the waves a little bit more. Can I see back. JMM from up here? Are you on the, the deck? Yeah, I, I probably spend most of my time on the deck. Then absolutely. Jonathan, I fought the boat! I shot from all the way across. Yes, that's so loud. Good job, buddy! <laughs> Would anybody else like to do anything? <laughs> And if not, that's okay. You're not required to. You're the, you can kind of just enjoy or start to enjoy the ride. There is one last thing I want to talk to Jonathan about. I want to mosey on over to him. I want to grab the uh, the sending stone we use or don't use at all to communicate with Thunderback. And I, I'm going to ask him to, identi- to cast Identify on it to see if there's any way that he can listen to us using this thing. I never thought that would be a thing. Yes, let me do that. All right. That is a, and that's, that's a really, really, really good call. We could just throw it in the water. Can we skip it? We don't know. Hold on. We, we won't, we're about to find out. It's a very nice pager. You don't want to get rid of it unless you have to. Is it bad that I have a really bad, um, Sugar Ray song in my head? It was from the album that had Fly, but it wasn't Fly. It's called RPM, and it's a really, really bad song. No one knows any Chip Ray songs that aren't Fly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's on, uh, it was, yes, uh, it was that song. Oh, that one. Never mind. Every morning? Every morning. So you. Turn me around again. Yeah, that's, that's the one everybody knows. Yeah, it is every morning. That's right. Yeah. You're right. So you cast sending, or you cast uh, identify in the sending stone. <laughs> yes, sending. sending. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Like, yes, I am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> waiting for your call. Um, so yeah, it is. It does seem to be like what you expect a sending stone. There does not seem to be a way for anyone to listen in unless it is activated to actually send. So I'll, it is a standard sending stone. Come in pairs, each with a smooth stone carved to match the other, so the pairing is easily recognized. While you touch one stone, you can use the action to cast sending, cast the sending spell from it. So you understand how sending works. Doravine can't listen into you. She can just send you when she's responding. The target is the bearer of the other stone. If no creature bears the other stone, you know that fact as soon as you use the stone and don't cast the spell. Once sending is cast with the stones, it can't be used again until the next dawn. If one of the stones is of the pair is destroyed, the other one becomes non-magical. So I would say the only other things that you glean from that besides, no, there's really no way that you know of that Thontravac could listen in. He would know if you no longer had access to the stone or if you destroyed it. I want to try and see if he has access to the stone. You want to cast Sending? Yes. Okay. You, you use the stone and cast Sending. What do you say? Hello. We are fine. Everything is fine. This was such a bad idea. I hope you are fine. 
you may reply to this message. Okay, I'd like to roll a deception check. What am I? De- what am I deceiving? Is everything really fine? <laughs> as far as Even, honestly, our, our, for us, yeah, honestly, everything's great. We're on a is, we're on a mission. Everything's. Uh, I mean, this is pretty fine for us. Yeah, but yeah, we're not. We're not. We are project. withholding. Is there, Did you tell them about the that a lie? But there's a the lie. The mission because oh, what's the purpose no. of our mission? Yeah, this was. Oh not, fuck! This was fuck to... me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, to preface this... Screw this over again, hold on. Packer! Hold on, hold on. I mean, they are your favorite animal. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to ask him, it's my fault. about our clearly. pocket house, it's fine. Okay, so, Can I, I just bought... Can check? I just bought a level... Uh, uh, you actually uh, don't know what he said, because sending... Unless you said it out loud, which I'll, I'll let you decide if you did, but normally did, sending would be in your head, and you're used not, to sending being in your head. Yes, yeah, so I, I did, would not, I would not uh, disrupt that. So you, uh, all you know is you hand over Jonathan, he casts Identify, he gives it a curious look, and then... Holds he, it up to his ear. No, no, he's not that overt about it, but it takes a little longer than you... Did you cast it as a ritual? Yeah. It, it takes a little longer than you used to even as a okay. ritual. All right. All right. Tell me about so, your dice. So, I went to the Level Up Dice booth, Yay. and I got uh, the Tiger's Eye, because I've been sorted into Hufflepuff, resorted. <laughs> so, um, this is going to be... Rolled with this d20, this deception check. Here we go. That is a... I think it's a 12. Let me double check here. I would love for you to double check all your numbers. Yes. Um, oh, die. She just busted out her set of dice. Oh, dear. Uh, for no reason. That is deception. Oh, it's not a plus two. It's a plus three. That is a 13. Okay. No, no. All right, so you say this. Yes. And there is a long enough pause that for a moment you don't think anyone will respond. And intrinsically, you know, oh yeah, there's somebody holding the stone at the other end. Like it. That's all I wanted to know. It sends and it casts. And then just as you think that maybe nobody's going to respond. Fuck me. <laughs> you hear a familiar voice in your head. And you hear Thontorvac. And Thontorvac says... That's very good to know. I'd be very interested in finding out more about how good you really are. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck! How uh, and at that point you know that unless you wanted to cast Sending yourself, the stones are... Jonathan the Magimuscular, even though done for the day. he is very, very drunk on Grog, wants to see if he can... If Thontorvac can do a uh, a uh, caller ID and trace us, oh, and then, roll an Arcana check. Okay. And while he's rolling that, Trevor wants to know: Can he pick up based on anything on Jonathan's face what he's doing? Would Thirteen. He be, would he know that he used the stone or no? Based on Jonathan's face, uh, no, because I'm going to say Jonathan's face is probably uh, he's probably got the same face that he usually uses. Actually, roll an insight check. All right, while I do that, I'd like to thank our friend of the show, Izzy, for letting me use her uh, her multiple sets of level-up dice, because I stupidly forgot mine, even though I'm only a half hour away. But I'm thank like, you, Izzy. I've always been the benefit of... Uh, which, one are, which, which one are you using? Uh, uh, he's got the... Uh, oh, the... Uh, oh, okay. Those yes, are the level-up. Uh, no, that's the... Uh, high that's roller. the high roller dice from high the... High roller dice. Uh, uh, what, nice. I want to say Areolus, but I don't think that's yeah, it. No, that's it's not from the new campaign. Thank you, Mark Sherlock Humes, who I have... 
actually been in a Discord with, and it made me very happy. So this is an investigation check? I want you to roll an insight check to try to see... Of course I know what an aerial is, but it's very severe. Here we go. Come on. Um, While he's rolling that, you got a 13 on your... 13 on my... Yeah. Your... Especially after casting Identifying the Stone. No, he can't trace you through the stone. Can Bernie... I mean, Bernie's been... Hold that thought for just a second. I I roll Nate. Okay. He's casting Identify. He always has that look on his face when he's casting Identify. Uh, it's taking him longer than normal, so maybe. he must have found something interesting. But maybe because he's on the sea. Maybe that's his rusty Identify face. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie was like, <laughs> my Bernie, She wanted to. Or my like RSM for my rusty <laughs> sending face. She wanted to. I wouldn't know it's not RSM. This is true. Yeah. Doing right. Uh, no, all you would know is that uh, Travancore came over and said, would you identify this? And he has ca- spent the last ten minutes and maybe a little bit longer casting Identify. What are you doing, Bernie would like to uh, do an insight check. I don't think she has... In... No. Oh. Your insight's probably pretty good. I was about good. to say, your wisdom should be pretty... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bernie's just nauseous. That's a natural one, folks. Hey! hey. Oh, okay, well... Yeah, yeah. yeah um... You're kind of looking on over, and then you you hear what's going on, and you go, "That's actually a good idea. Why didn't we think about that?" And then you just kind of ignore them, and you're okay. once again focused on Coco's nude. Uh, and he's like sitting there and like kind of rubbing the like her where your third eye is located, and she's doing the same for Coco's nude, and she's like, "Uh huh." Oh no! And she's yeah. like, "That's really good. That that okay. that's a really good idea, Jonathan. What'd you find out? What'd um, you find out?" Jonathan and Angemuscular's eyes just kind of shoot open. Guys, we should have a team meeting right now in in our quarters. Let's go. Right now. Gotta find the boat! I know. Carlton, let's let's meet real quick. No, Kevin. it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, let's go. Kevin, everything's I can't fine. Find the boat anymore. Apparently everything's fine. Bucks! But he takes Bucks like Everything's fine, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. She, even it's with okay. the 10 it's intelligence. Okay. Bucks is looking at him like yeah. wide eyed, but the fuck you on about? <laughs> yeah. Bernie looks at Kogus and she says, Do you want to have a team meeting? Do you want to take a vote on whether we should go? Kogus uh, is currently half asleep on the deck. We haven't done a team meeting. This is the first time a team meeting has been called. Hey, buddy, well, buddy, then you'd go, better go. Go go, go with your friend Coco like... It's okay. It's fine. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Coco Snoot knows exactly what's going on. Oh, dear. Or not Coco Snoot. Bucks. Bucks knows exactly what's going on. Don't worry. Big, big, big Coco Snoot feel better. Yes. Oh, God. They're, the wide eye he gives you has, has a bit of bullshit. Oh, and then oh, flies it oh. over. Jonathan the Magimuscular has fucked up. Jonathan the Magimuscular has fucked up. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> You've done fucked up, J-A-M. J-M-M. You don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys your, all... Your, without, your muscle man is very... Uh, without uh, issues. Anxious. Well, you head to one of the two rooms, close the door. And, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular does that thing where he closes the door and like puts both hands on the door, and, and but he takes the opportunity to flex, because that's actually a pretty good flexing position, so he's like... And he's like... Did you bring us in here just to show you flexing? I was in a really good place. I was flying the boat. Okay, I was in the no, place no. Where the was. That was that was a tertiary objective. Oh, scale of one okay. to ten, about a four and a half. I'm so sorry. So, uh, 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 Travancore had a really, really good idea to to um, identify the sending zone to make sure that Dantorvac couldn't track us with it. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, Hold on. So, okay. This is this is a good news, bad news situation. We'll start with the good news. He can't. We'll start with the bad news. 
I wanted to see if he had the stone on him. What? And why would you do that? Because I wanted to, I wanted to see if he got rid of it or something. You don't you think that's something you run by us before you do? Hold on, hold on, Joanna. I'm confused. Okay. Do you have? I if if we are you supposed to be smart? If he can't track us, how can we track him? Well, okay. So we don't want to because we don't want to mess with that. But also, Jonathan the Mendemuscular has determined that he does in fact have the stone because. I kind of sent him a message. And so the other good part of this shit sandwich you're serving us is... Is the good part is... He... You're doing the good, you're doing the bad, you're doing the good for the shit sandwich, Jonathan! Oh, so... For anyone's like to roll a constitution saving throw to see if she vomits on Jonathan Madden. Oh! God damn it, it's the only good rule! Angrily vomits on purpose? I'm finishing my drink. <laughs> well, I'll let you decide if it's angry or worried or what it is, but this moment, your focus is on the situation, and so you don't feel sick anymore. Uh, it's It's been, it's like the straw that got you over the hump of being on the water. Well, okay. well I'm not going to vomit anymore, and so now I'll just use, I don't think you're allowed to cast Sending anymore, and if you give me 15 minutes, I'll figure out how to take that away from you permanently. <laughs> okay, so, alright. So Jonathan the Muscular has, has some some not good news, not but not bad news. More like true neutral news. I, I don't know what true neutral means, but while he's explaining this, Trevicor holds his hand out angrily and quietly for the stone. And Jonathan the Muscular gives back the stone. I immediately hand the Bernie Skew Burns. Thank you. I reach out my hand. <laughs> I, I give you hard cash. I give you one of the pieces of jerky that I have in my row for books. I love this hot I go ahead and eat it. Bernie, no, Bernie has, you shouldn't give it to you. Bernie says, put it in your butt. I am going to do a Jonathan Major muscular move, and I'm going to do something smart. So, it's not... Pocket house. Wait, do you activate the oh, pocket house? I activate the pocket house. Okay. Uh Hold that thought for a moment as Trevor finishes. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll just well, say it's going to take you a moment to think of, to do that. Because it does. It's bad that we call them, but let's let's take things into context. He doesn't know where we are. He doesn't know what we're up to. He knows who you talk to. He might be suspicious because of that. But the actual informa- actual information he has is limited. So at least that part of it's good. Yes, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. He doesn't know anything other than we I you, you had a collect call. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so, much worse so, than that. Hold so on. So as far as... Hold on. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. You just drunk dialed him. I drunk dialed the blue dragon, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you son of a bitch. What? what? I, you drunk dialed a blue dragon? Yep. <laughs> Is that what you're into now? Is that what you're into now? Because here's the thing. I'm not going to judge you. Everybody's got their thing that makes them go, ooh. I'll judge you. I bet, like... If that's what you're into, Listen. Now, we could find literally any other thing that is lizard-like and blue. Do you know? I was I was horny for a horned lady for a while. All I right, know, that was which the thing. Is why this no, is not okay. Because because I mean, like I know blue and red aren't actually even complementary colors now. That I think about, but that's fine because dragons have horns and she had horns. Carl, you finish casting the the podcast. Funk. In the middle of the room. It barely fits in the room. As you're talking... Wait, the... does that mean we automatically just get transported to the pocket house? Or do we have to choose? 
I believe choose. you have to. Yeah, you you can choose to, but you don't you don't step on it automatically. Go so or I you, step on it. Well, you you have no choice. It fills the room. Yeah, and I choose to go to the pocket house. Okay, you all watch. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. You oh wait, they have to come with appears. me. Okay. They don't have yeah. to. Right. No, they can choose. I'm going. You're, did, you're stargating, so that's why. Did we let Captain Valera know about this pocket house at any we point? Nope, not. not. And okay. This is the, how the ship of bad okay, decisions. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He that's, has cast this and he's gone. That's fine. That That's okay. So, okay. What we are going to do is we are going to so close <laughs> the pocket house as soon as Carlton is back. And, like, at this point, Jonathan the Magic Muscular has done that... <sighs> trying to sober up because he has had as, so much grog. As you do that, I would like you to roll an intelligence check. Oh dear. All right. right. I know what I'm doing. Level, level up is going to... Jonathan, one time okay. I heard about a man and the horse had sex with him and it killed him. So I don't think you can make that relationship work because the dragon is much bigger than a horse. That's I, a scary thing to bring agreed. up. Agreed. It would so, kill you. It would. It would tear me asunder. 17. <laughs> Carlton, so he is smart enough to know that it would kill him. <laughs> you're bringing the stone to the pocket house, and you're going to leave it there. Uh, not only that, the pocket house. So I'd say, Alistair Duke, attention. I don't want you to tell me anymore, but that is correct. You're going to bring it to the pocket house yes. and leave it there. You suspect this. Like, you have this moment in where you say that, you realize what you think Carlton is doing, and you realize, well, that means if Fontorvac tries to call, he'll know that you no longer have the stone on anyone's possession. The same way you, when you made the call, it went through. Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular... I'll let you decide what you yes, want yes. to do with that information. So, Jonathan the Magimuscular has realized that his lack of communication is what got us into this situation, and as soon as he realizes it, he's gonna... Okay. Here's what's happening. Carlton has set, taken it into the pocket house. That means if he leaves it there with Alice, with our Modrons, or just leaves it there, then Thontorvac, when he calls back, is going to get a disconnected single. Hold on, hold on. And hold on. Is that a good idea? No, that's a really bad idea, and you should not be the one to ask for the stone back, because Carlton's not going to give it to you. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I just, look, I... Jonathan the Metamuscular fucked up. Jonathan the Metamuscular is trying to help fix this. I'll go so, get the stone, and when he calls back, I'll answer. Okay. It's it's kind of my fault, too. I probably should have told you, do not use the stone. Hey, uh, that, no, no. no I, my curiosity here. got the best of me, and that sometimes happens to Jonathan the Metamuscular, because Jonathan the Metamuscular feels that sometimes he thinks that what is best is best. Jonathan the Magimuscular's strength is in strength and in intelligence, not necessarily wisdom. It's fine. You know, I am to blame. I made the call. Yep. But I think Bernie's... Literally. Literally made the call. But I think Bernie's right. I think she should take the stone. She should hold on to it. Because I because if he feels like it's been disconnected, then he knows something's up. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pause there. Carlton, what are you doing? Uh, I, I immediately come and I summon Alistair Duke to me. Me. Okay. Now, I don't like to say that we own you or we possess you, but Rachel left this house in our possession. You are part of this house. Blink if you agree. He blinks. Now, I want you to hold on to the stone. You are in our possession. The stone is in your possession. The stone is in our possession by way of being in your possession. If somebody calls you on this stone, I want you to make this sound. Eek! 
And I try to replicate the 90s dial-up sound. Okay. This strange series of noises from another dimension that you're you dreamt up, you know, when you were a child for some weird reason. Um and Alistair Duke Oh Lord, Foley. Oh, this will sound amazing. This brings back memories. Listen, my 48.8 modem can't handle this. Yeah, get off the phone, I'm on aim! Yeah. <laughs> Carlton, okay. you make these noises that have come from your memory to this Modron. That I dropped up. It's weird because Alistair Duke reproduces what you were thinking and not what you were expecting. Takes the stone... And is just kind of holding the stone and looks perfectly happy to hold on to it and follow your instructions. Oh. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Because this is... You're still having this discussion outside. All right, well, I'm here. Call your brothers. Oh, they're all... They're all, like, you came, like, storming on in, so all All three of them are there. Uh, quick inspection time. Since I'm here. I would love... (laughs) Travancore is so upset. Oh, my God. He's, like... This is, like, several levels of enrage for (laughs) Travancore. Uh, I would love a investigation check. Uh, that will probably be a... In fact, it will be a 14. They seem fine. They seem right. absolutely fine. Boys, keep up the good work. House looks great. I'm going to go back. Right. We'll catch you in a day. I feel like or more. Is that enough time for me to have stepped into the center and be like... <sighs> I think like right as I'm about to step on, she steps off like, what did you do? She No, she steps into the center of the circle because that's how she likes to enter the pocket house. And Here's what I'm going to do. I want the two of you to roll initiative. initiative. Oh, I can uh, Because this is about the same amount of time, so I want to so see. So you know how, like... She looks la, over la, her shoulder la, and she la, sighs. La, 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 you know how when you fuck up, you really do <laughs> want to make sure... No. Hey, everybody. Hold on, wait, wait. Hold on. Too, too many things going on okay, at once. So, so you, know, you know how you when you fuck up, you kind of want to make sure that things get as unfucked as possible? Yes. Jonathan the Mandramuscular wants to come along. He's not going to take the stone, but he just wants to make sure that... Things get made right, maybe? So he wants to roll initiative along with everyone else. I'm going to let you roll initiative. I'm going to make you do it with disadvantage, because essentially what you're going to see is Bernie step on and get ready to go, and then you're going to have this thought. That one was good. That one other one was not good. That is going to be a nine. Nine. Bernie, what'd you get? Nineteen. Uh, natural 20, so it's a 23. Everybody drink the first one. We got one. Cheers. I'm, I'm out of drink. Oh. Shlongsha. <laughs> My drink ah. ate through my cup. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Look at that. That Malbec's no legit. Yeah. Here's what happens. Father of mine. <laughs> Here's what happens. Please don't listen to this podcast. It's <laughs> too late. Too late. <laughs> Bernie, so you guys outside the pocket house finish this conversation. Bernie, you step forward to fully be on the circle as you guys are pretty much on the edge. And have the mental commands start to go through your head. As you're thinking this, Jonathan, you're like, you know what? I want to help with the unfucking of this fuck up. And you start to step forward as Carlton appears. And what? in that moment, Bernie, as you finish the command phrase in your head to have that happen, you see Carlton appear and you go to the pocket house. <sighs> Jonathan, you don't quite make it. Hey, Carlton. All right. It's in my butt. It was really big. So I thought that Bojo's help, but we're good. Close the pocket house. You do notice that Bernie is missing. I, I go to call I start doing the command. Uh, uh, Bernie. Gee. Literally, just went to the pocket house. Bernie, what do you do? You show up in up, the pocket up house. Up your butt, you say. Uh, hold, hold that check, Bernie. Uh, are the Modrons 
have they moved? Well, so they're inside the house. So he marched in, did his little thing. So you don't see them, but you're moments away from the house. I don't think he really put it in his butt because, well, he wouldn't have gone to the pocket house. And he doesn't have that much public shame. He would have just stuck it up there in front of us like he did. It's a lot bigger than an opal. You're not there. I know, but I'm saying it is a lot bigger than an opal. It's palm size. Bertie walks up. Mother I, need some, I, see, I need some motor oil to lube it up. You Mother open the door and all three of them are standing there. And uh, was it Piddleswick you handed it to? Uh, Alistair, Alistair, Duke. Duke. Alistair Duke standing there with a stone. Oh, Carlton, your ideas are really good and your execution is just Alistair Duke starts I feel like that Carlton's let that mark. My, my ideas are good. My execution is terrible. Hi, Alistair Alice. Duke starts to make modem noises, and you have no <laughs> idea what they are, but you hear Alistair Duke go, meh, 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 meh. It depends. Do you think something's mechanically wrong with him, or are you trying to figure out what he's saying? I sure. think she's trying to figure out what he's saying. Then give me an insight. So that's a 13 plus 5, which is an 18. And Bernie's just kind of leaning. She Alice? Alistair? He stops making the noises and kind of cocks his little head with the one big eye. And you really are unsure what he's actually saying, but you suspect that this is a regurgitation of whatever Carlton has told him to do. But you really don't know what. I don't think we can leave Carlton unsupervised anymore. <laughs> um, Alistair, the stone. And he hands it over. Thank you. Meanwhile, outside, Carlton has announced that he's put it up his butt. And I suspect <laughs> that there are uh, there's a, a wizard and a ranger who don't necessarily believe oh, him. Okay. Both uh, of them what, reached the, for oh, their oh, dice. Oh, I did roll deception. Oh so, my okay, god, the dice about to get... The dice you rolled. Yes. No. What's it mean? Not that kind of aluminium. Aluminium. It is now. I'm no. going to match that with a with my own aluminium die. All right. Give me an insight check. Natural twenty. <laughs> I thought my sixteen was good, so but you know what? Clank, clank. Thank you, level up yeah. dice for Thank. the Paris style Thank of the market. You level up. Trevor, so, were you joining in uh, this? Or? Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, do it. Do it. See if you believe me. Uh, why not? I want somebody I'm, to believe me. I'm pretty gullible, so why not? Like, Travancore's not that smart, actually. So oh, that's a that's a copper die. Ooh, the copper yeah, level. The copper, yeah. copper die. There's a so cool. That one is a... Oh, yeah. Well, well, that's, that's 12. Insight, right? That's 12 insight. on the die. Insight. So that's going to be 15. So uh, And my deception was a 16. Okay. Can I just say that, like, what's happened to the Heralds of Greenness is what happens to a lot of people when they go on a cruise. They just... Oh, they're going to go through shit. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Alter- it's because of the grog. They all turn to each other. <laughs> you haven't even gotten to the grog yet. Okay. Carlton arrives, announces this wonderful thing. You take one look at him and you're like, fuck you. No <laughs> way. Oh, hold on, hold on. Travancore. Fuck wait. you. <laughs> Travancore, you're not quite, like, you're a little distracted by the appearance and disappearance and reappearance of your friends, and you're not quite sure if he's, you think maybe it's up his butt, and you're a little disturbed by that. But you're not quite sure. I'm gonna die. It's all over. Um, this demon's gonna claim my family, or whatever kids I may or may not have. 
to our rule over my family for years. All because there's a sending stone up Carlton's butt. <laughs> right. well, no, 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 hold on, Carlton. <laughs> Wait, is it on vibrate mode? Did I remember to put the stone on vibrate mode? So, John the Red Muscular <laughs> looks at him, is like, up your butt, huh? Uh, well, I was announcing it to Bernie, but she's not here. Ah, I see. Where'd she go? Uh, no, don't worry about that. Big B's hand. Oh. Okay. Big B's hand comes, gets cast. How big is Big B's hand? It's pretty it's big. It's large. It's large. It's a Big large B's hand. It's bigger than me. Big B's hand comes out, and the if I'll if the DM allows it, the index figure gets extended, and does this. It's not in my butt. It's not in my butt. <laughs> Can he roll intimidation? I, don't I feel like he had to. to. <laughs> you didn't have to. You, you couldn't ask. Like, that's that's automatic intimidation. I'll take it for a fifth level spell slot. Does the, <laughs> does the hand know how to make that? Like, can you add a thaumaturgy to that? So it's like, like the, <laughs> the, the snapping snap. sound of gloves? I, I can. So I will use prestidigitation at the same time to create the sound of like a And I'll be like, Carlton. No, no, no. Okay, nope. it's not up your butt. I had such grand designs for my life. <laughs> then they put me on a laser team, whatever that is. Um, I plead the fifth code legal. <laughs> At this point, Bernie appears, <laughs> holding the stone. Hi, guys. And you see a, glo- a gloved Bigby's hand with, with one we're finger up. small cabin. And, and slowly approaching Carlton. It's not in his butt! So there's the three of us, uh, four of us now, and this large, like, phantasmal hand in this tiny, I'm imagining, like, 15 by 15 room, not it's even. It's pretty small. It's Shadow like, is outside the door. We're all and just like, like Trevor, uh, you're like absentmindedly betting him. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not in his butt. It's not in his butt. I got it. I got it. Okay. That, I gave good. it to uh, Sir Alistair Duke to uh, let Dr. Brack know he was having connectivity issues. On that, on that, on that note, would you like to know what Alistair told me? What is, you, wait, you can speak to Alistair? He said, <sighs> <laughs> the great thing about recording in person is if you can actually see the saliva shooting out of the We're gonna pause there. Yes! If you oh. attempt to speak Modron, holding this stone, crammed into this tiny small space, I'm gonna give you experience for this amazing, amazing game uh, for uh, the Collect Call to Thunderback. For a oh gr- god, I'm a, so sorry. For guys. a great idea going horribly, amazingly wrong. Um, for drunk dialing a blue dragon. For um, for coming up with sounds from my childhood. Modron noises. Uh, sure. Instead of modem noises. Modem noises, except for Modron. I'm gonna give you a total of uh, five thousand two hundred experience to split between the four of you. That's a lot. Up the butt. And the next time we get together, which won't be for a little while, sadly, but when we do, we will continue our high seas adventure. Um, as now Bernie has the sending stone, and who knows, maybe tomorrow you'll get a call from Thunder back. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at dungeondrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, 
and Hunted Shadows, LLC.